Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Yo, yo. I go by the name of Pharrell from the Neptunes. And I just want to let y'all know I'm your push. The world is about to feel something that they never felt before. Come on. From ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard, I sell it with one whip. It's off the hard. I'm the. What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people in the Shy City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuned in here to the Wednesday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, Jonas Clark producing, Mr. Sands spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios, and today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop, San Antonio's number one premier upscale smoke shop. And this first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by First Serve Tennis. First Serve Tennis has been serving the San Antonio area for over 25 years. They offer all the name brand in rackets and apparel, and they offer professional same-day racket restraining as well. That is First Serve Tennis official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 736-9760 if you know what you want to talk about. Like always, it's open phone lines. Anything that we were discussing on yesterday's show, if you didn't have an opportunity to call, you can parlay that over till today. And anything that we're discussing on the docket today that you want to weigh in on, feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks, during the segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at SportsGrind, and you can follow Mike at HardballHarge if you want to participate during the show or get at us during the show. Okay, and don't forget, we're streaming now as well on Ticket Facebook Live. And well. on the Sports Grind Twitter. And on the Sports Grind Twitter. Don't forget that, as our producer Jonah said that as well, too. What's up, Harge? What is happening, my brother? What's going down? Man? All right, man. It's hump day. It's Wednesday, man. So we've got some things to get to uh, here. Uh, Mr. Jonas, how you doing? Rock and roll, man. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. Nice. Trying to stay safe. Mr. Sams? What's up, fellas? How we doing? All right, man. All right. It's Wednesday hump day. We're almost to the weekend. Okay. Almost tomorrow to another couple days of preseason football tomorrow. But we've got a lot to get to today. Um, today, of course, in the uh, second hour, top of the second hour, we're going to be joined by Drew Darty. Uh, he's the uh, Houston, Texas um TV personality. Uh, we'll talk to him. Of course, it's kind of ironic. We've got some breaking news in regards to Deshaun Watson situation in regards to now the feds want to talk to one of the young ladies and possible extortion. So we'll see if he'll talk about it. But Hard said last night, you know, nope, I don't think he's going to touch it. We'll see. Okay, we'll yeah. see. Hopefully, we'll see. hopefully he will. Hopefully yeah, we'll see. Will, we'll, you know? we'll see. But we've got that. Also, we've got. Uh, College football, too. Uh, UT, the quarterback battle goes on. I know Harge was at their uh, media day. Uh, that was yesterday, right, Harge? Or when was yeah, that? Yesterday. Yeah. So we yeah, want to talk about bit. that. Got a chance to uh, talk to Sark, ask him a question. We'll play that audio and talk more about They've got a night scrimmage game tonight, right? Inner, inner scrimmage tonight. Well, it's just it's basically a practice. It's a glorified practice for everyone to come out. It's open to the fans. They're going to treat it almost like a game day atmosphere. Right. for the fans to be able to go out there. But 
you know, I don't I don't expect to see too much. The biggest story out of this all, and we'll get into it again, but the biggest story out of it all was the fact that the freshman out of Lake Travis took all the first team reps. Mm, so the freshman. Yeah. And this is a true, true freshman, yeah, the, huh? Oh, well, okay. he's a he's a redshirt freshman. Okay, he got a chance to play in the Alamo Bowl last year. Oh, uh, he's a COVID, we like to call him COVID freshman. COVID freshman, <laughs> you the COVID freshman. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. Um, speaking of COVID, it's running rampant in the two one zero, definitely Ooh. affecting the uh, kids. You know, um, today, I mean, there's rumors and stuff circulating out there uh, that it could affect some high school football uh, ISD. San Antonio ISD is looking at, there's rumors saying that they might have to cancel some things, hold back. According to the mayor, we've got like, what, 34 kids in ICU units. Um, Yesterday before we got off the show, it was breaking news that the governor tested positive. And everybody listening to the show, you know how I feel about Abbott, but I never would wish anything like that on anybody uh, with COVID. We all can get it. I mean, I could get it. You know, but I think, you know, hopefully, you know, we know what his stance has been in this whole situation between local officials, our mayor, now this, trying to go to the mandate mass. So we'll see if this changes the the governor's tune a little bit. But again, it's it's one of those things that's hitting home. So uh, we'll definitely circle out and keep you up to date if any news that we hear on that of any cancellations. Um, also, speaking of college, um, Frost, head coach, Scott Frost, Nebraska, the program's under investigation. And keep in mind, this this is the homeboy kid. This is Scott Frost that played the quarterback position in Nebraska. You know, he put Central Florida on the map. Nebraska came calling. This was kind of like his dream job. I mean, going back there. And I don't know all the details of the infractions, but these are kind of like, you know, maybe – unauthorized too many practices, uh, maybe a contact with certain recruits, stuff like that. Pretty sure, right? Right, Jonas? Yeah, it's so uh, it's about the coach's participation during off-season drills is really okay. the big thing that they're looking into. And, and there's the, the worst part for Nebraska here, there's video footage. They got the they got it's evidence. on tape. Every yeah, we we film. They got the anymore. Bill Belichick. They got the Bill Belichick <laughs> spy game. They got <laughs> the <spy laughs> yeah, man. So we'll see. And you know what? And then what the timing of this comes out? I, they're like two and a half weeks out, I think, from opening up against Illinois or whoever they got opening up with. So that this negative thing coming a while. But again, it's it's one of those deals that you know the NCA, and I think also in my opinion, the NCA now more than ever. Because I think the head B, the Mike Mark Emmett or whatever his name is, I think yeah, these Mark guys, Emmert. Mark Emmert, I think they're they're still a little bit salty on the fact of this ruling with the NIL situation. So that's my opinion. I think what that happens is they're going to start paying attention to everything in certain schools to really try to look for anything, you know, just to yep. sit there and look for whatever they can do. To sit there and say, are they bottom line? Because they're a little salty, I think, because as they see it and everybody else sees it, the NCA as we know it is pretty much, you know, they're dying as we speak. So that's well, my here's opinion the thing on that. Too. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, too. Our boy that we had on the show yesterday, Chris Hummer, go to yeah. at Chris Hummer, Chris underscore Hummer on mm-hmm. um, Twitter. He wrote an article about Scott Frost buyout at this time and it's an astronomical amount of money because don't forget even as bad as nebraska has been throughout this time they signed him to an extension 
Yeah. Just recently to where he's there. And it goes back to your point of what you said at the very beginning. Sometimes the prodigal son does not need to come back home. True. Good point. You know, if he stays at UCF, he's doing whatever he wants. They were under the microscope. I mean, they Mm. were out of the limelight until they got to the point where they were undefeated. And everybody's like, oh, my God, UCF, UCF. Now you go back to your home. You become the story. You get an extension and your team is not very good. Some things mm-hmm. don't, they don't add up. One of these things ain't like the other one. And now you got this investigation popping off. It's not a good look for Nebraska. And Big mm. Red used to be the story all the time. Oh, yeah, man. The the, uh, the black shirts have been faded for a while. Oh, yeah. You know, the black shirts <laughs> that came out of the washer and dryer have been faded for years. And I like Scott Frost. I like what he did in Central Florida, but it was one of those situations like you got to take the job, but now it's coming in. But, you know, this is his – he's entering his uh, fourth year, I think. This is – I mean, time's flying. I remember when he got the job, but I yeah. think he's coming up on his fourth year. So due to the fact that, you know, you said that that was kind of article written about him kind of being on the hot seat of the buyout, and I think that's what you're saying, John, the buyout's $20 million. And you know, hard. Yeah. You know, we've talked about this, and, and I've talked about it on the show for the past years about these agents, man, and these athletic directors who get a get in a situation where they get so fixated on a guy, and so that this is the guy we want. These con- they agree to these ridiculous buyouts because they look at it like, oh man, they, everything's gonna be all right. We'll just screw it, put it in. And these agents, and I always say. Jimmy Sexton, man, he's the, he's the, the, yeah, he's the, uh, you know, he's the Tony Soprano of agents in college, man. If you go look at his roster, I mean, of course, he's he's a Scott Boris. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then what did they do to Scott Boris, Harge and the baseball? The the owners got (laughs) together and said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to sit there and we're going to put a cap on the, because they got tired of dealing with Scott and what Scott said, okay. I'll go into the minor league systems and I'll get the guys that are coming up, the Chris Bryant's of the world, all that, and I'm gonna screw y'all and play with this whole thing, y'all. Get. So Scott, I got yeah. a lot of uh, respect for for uh, you know Boris as well, but Sexton, man, these buyouts they negotiate is just crazy, and it's gonna come to a time when we talk about like the the quarterback salary in the NFL, and you talk about the market. It's the athletic directors and these presidents of the universities have to look at this and say, hey. I don't care who, because anything could happen. You could hire this guy and think, oh, he'll be here for the next five, six years, and he's going to turn around, screw it, give him 30 million buyout, 40. And you don't think that now in the time where boosters and alumni have less patience and they, they, you know, the day of social media where everybody's fired this guy and this guy's done within two or three years, these, these universities get stuck with these high ass bills, these, these buyouts in regards yeah. to that. It's crazy. It's crazy that the universities will put themselves at the mercy of someone like that. You know, the only person that is really deserving and you can consistently say it, I'm going to go ahead and pat you on the back a little bit, is old St. Nick. Old St. Nick is the only coach in football that is deserving of any contract that he wants. You know why? Because the skins are on the wall. Right. You can't go back to the glory days of somebody that you, you, you that used to bring success and you used to cheer for on Saturday to come to your university. Scott Frost is 12 and 20 since he's been home. 12 mm. and 20 since he's been home. Man. He, and, and he still got his, and he got an extension. And he got an extension. Yeah, that's crazy. University of Texas are firing coaches after winning seasons. Good point. 
Good point. You know what I'm saying? So when you start looking at this and what is there and then now the improprieties that he's going through right now, is it really worth it to you? But now you're hamstrung because you got a $20 million. I don't know when the last time you've been in Nebraska, but I don't know where that $20 million coming from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I feel you, man. I mean, you got to look because I think um, – you go take a look at Jimbo's buyout at AM. You go look right. at, I mean, because honestly, there I think that's a I won't say all the reason, but I would say it's at least a 50% reason why Harbaugh's still in Michigan. Because 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 Harbaugh, they wanted him. He left the NFL from taking the 49ers three straight NFC championship games, the Super Bowl. He was all he sought it. That's his alma mater, played quarterback there. But you tell me that you're over against Ohio State. You lost to a first-year head coach to Ohio State after Urban left. The only thing Ooh. that you haven't even made snip the Final Four, really been in the Big Ten championship game, the only thing, the 50% of the reason that's keeping him is because he's one of their sons, but also he has a crazy buyout as well, too. So that's my take on that. We'll get to the rest of the docket. We get back. We got some NFL. We got some baseball around the diamond to get to as well. You listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, Jonas Clark, Sam spinning the one and twos. Your number is 736-976. You're broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential or commercial needs. That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so. Hey, every time I hear that, uh-huh. every time I hear that beat right there, I think of Mark Lawrence when he was trying to, uh, he did a, Romeo, he was trying oh. to do. He was doing the Romeo to play. That, that was one of those right episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Every time I hear that, I think about that. <laughs> I hear you. All right, man. So the rest of the uh, docket, to just throw it out there. We got another set for the over and unders uh, today. We'll get that in the second hour. Uh, but we'll and like I said, baseball scary scene yesterday mm. in the athletics game. Uh, their ace pitcher took a line drive. And they said they clocked that at 100 miles an hour coming off the bat by the time it got. And and I always, like, when I'm watching that, and like I said, I only made it to pass. Like, I stopped at Little League, probably a little bit past Little League when I played, but and that was with aluminum. But when I'm watching pros sometimes, I sit there. Because, you know, remember, I know you know this, but, you know, a few years ago, the topic was really about the netting and the safety mm-hmm. of the fans, okay? Which I think just a I'm couple late. weeks ago, the Astros just settled with that That's younger. what I was just about to say. Really? Yeah. Okay. So now I always think about it like with the guys bigger now and the way the velocity is like you re- there's nothing you can do. It, I mean, it's really no reaction time unless you just pretty much luckily to get a glove up there. But I think I'm hearing it's a fractured cheekbone heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He has to have facial uh, surgery. He's up. He was conscious. At, at the time, he was unconscious and unresponsive at first. Okay. Then they got him up and got him moving. And then they got him to the hospital, got him take, check, taken care of. But listen, man, I've been on the field. I was going to ask you. some guys. Yeah, I've been on the field where some guys have taken some shots. I've been on the field where we've talked about this before. You were saying, oh, they need to take that game from the field of dreams. They need to take that to the sand line. And I was telling <laughs> you, like, bad hops and how that yeah. all happened. It's it That at least hit the ground. 
these shots off the forehead right back up the middle, <laughs> these are these are indefensible. You can't do anything. You can't move. You your reaction is follow through and then get your everybody always tell you field your position. When it's coming at you 100 miles an hour and you're the mound is 60 feet, six inches. By the time you come off it, you're at the bottom of that thing and you're even closer than 60 feet, hmm. six inches. So just like you say, your reaction time of recognizing a pitch and being able to say fastball, slider, curveball, change up, that is coming back at you at warp speed, 100 miles an hour. And it's at a very short distance. So your reaction time is tough in those instances. Hmm. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. That's why in high school, you said it. You Last time you played, you played with metal bats. Right. Well, they had to soften the bats and make them BB core where the density is not as hard, where the ball doesn't shoot off there that much. Right. So they've had to change that for the high school kids and, and not even the younger kids because you can't defense that. You can defense a ball hit on the ground, line drive, especially with these big, strong athletes that are playing the game nowadays. The balls come off pretty hard, and the balls are harder. Heck I mean, yeah. it's just it's just a whole different thing. And to your point, well, that's one of the biggest things that I was excited about is when they extended the fencing. Because when I was in Double A, I was playing in London, Ontario. I hit a foul ball so hard that I hit a little kid that was in the front row in the face. And the kid started vomiting oh, right away my because there was, a, and I could not, I was distraught for a week. I imagine. I couldn't, I couldn't even function because I had my son, Michael, my oldest son, I had him at the time. Mm. And I'm just thinking about him being in the dugout or being on, on top of the dugout, sitting there being close to watch his dad play or a kid going to the game for the first time, just sitting there with a hot dog. And that's why anytime I take my family to a baseball game, I make sure that we're sitting behind netting. I will not take them anywhere unless we're way in the outfield or if we're behind the plate and we're watching the game, we're behind the netting forever. I hear that. I hear that. Let me ask you this. Uh, before we move on to this, this is you played, what is – Probably, and I know you ain't got a radar when you're playing out there, but probably what's the fastest or hardest pitch you've been hit by in the bat and have you ever experienced a line drive? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. I've been, I've been hit by a line drive while I was on base at first base. Mm. A guy, Cliff Floyd, Cliff Floyd, who works for MLB Network uh. right now, hit a ball, pulled it. I was on first base and Cliff pulled it and hit me in my ribs. Ugh. And then I've been hit by a 96-mile-an-hour fastball in the ribs. And that's why you, that's why I always say if you play a game and you look at what's going on and it's intentional that somebody gets hit. Right. And I don't care about the unwritten rules and you don't throw at their head. If you want to hit them, you hit them in yep. the butt or their hip. You don't throw at their head head and you just let them know if you want to knock them down, knock them down, but you don't throw at their head. I agree. Period. I agree. Just because I like the numbers. As, as you start to examine that behind it, the, uh, in 2020, Insider Baseball said the average MLB exit velocity is 89 miles per hour. Just mm, think just of that average. reaction. That Yeah. I mean, that's got to be yeah. stuff well above and well below. If we're talking about one last question, this, if we're talking about this, it's always about the safety in these days and times, no right. matter what games you're talking about. And I want to take you back because this has been a topic I've talked about and wondered. Um how much of it do you really think it has to do with money 
the reason why a Division One college baseball they haven't gone to wooden bats and stick to aluminum because I had like these big aluminum companies like Easton and all these people that's been around forever ever since I was a kid. Um, I'm right. hearing this big money that they have to universities, these college for those aluminum bats. But I'm thinking, how much do you think that plays? Because I'm wondering, like, why haven't they? I mean, you go to the miners, you're going with wood. I mean, you leave the aluminum stops at Omaha, College World Series. But how much of that yeah. is controlled with the money that these universities make based off of these bats while they haven't switched? Is that a factor to it? Well, I think the biggest factor is the development of being able to hit with a wooden bat. Because at the MLB level, you crack a bat, you can go run and get a new one. Right. You crack a bat in college and you just keep running through them and running through them and running through them. It has a huge factor in it. Affordability right. is what it is. Because I can use an aluminum bat for a while. I, I remember, like you said, when I was in high school, we we cracked one of my bats. And I was about to lose my mind because that was my favorite bat. And then we they were backordered. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when you get a comfort level with a bat, you don't want to change it. And I think the money wise and the BB cores and the affordability of it all is the reason why they won't go to wood. Okay. All right. Always want to know that. Get it from a professional. Way to go. Seven three six nine seven six. I like that. All right, man. So let's start in the NFL and we'll start with episode two of Hard Knocks with the Dallas Cowboys. And I got a chance to see 30 minutes of this, the last 30, okay? And I wanted to ask the panel, what did we learn? Besides CeeDee Lamb showing off for the cameras, I'm like, bro, like he even told you, like, hey, man, I like it when I go back and see it on Twitter, you know, I'll see these catches. But I, besides CeeDee Lamb showing <laughs> off for the media, for the, for the cameras and social medias, what else did we pick up from that? I know what I kind of picked up, and I got a question for Harge, too, when we get back. 736-976, you listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop. We'll be back. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Tiger Sanitation. If you're looking for a job, Tiger Sanitation is always hiring. They do a lot of great things for the San Antonio area and other local surrounding communities as well. That is Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so let's get in. We've got a couple phone calls. Before we get to them here real quick, uh, let's just throw it out there about episode two uh, and uh, Hard Knocks with the Cowboys. Like I said, of course, C.D. Lamb, uh, you know, he was showing out, you know, for the cameras and everything. The one thing that I took from it, from what I saw, is which I forgot about this story because it's a good story. Uh, Mr. Kamara, Azura Kamara, uh, Ivory Coast, um, kid, uh, you know, 
war-stricken era come from, his family. You know, they're able to see him for the first time at the Arizona preseason game. Good story. But when I'm looking at him and I'm looking at it like, how can somebody, the question I have for y'all is how somebody that size is going to be that effective as a pass rusher? Because that's what they're trying to utilize him for. And also don't touch the quarterback, man. I'm like, man, that's that's the third string, second string cup. They would they you swear it was Dak. Like, man, don't touch the quarterback. I'm like, hey, that's how it goes on. That's why the people, that's why teammates hate quarterbacks. I'm like, man, we out here banging and we can't even <laughs> y'all for three weeks and can't, we can't touch y'all. But how explain to me, Harge, what they're trying to do with this kid, and he's got raw talent. Um, you know, because he where was, did he play? Where did he play? Kentucky or Kansas? Was it Kansas? I think Kansas. he's the Kentucky Kansas. kid. No, no Kansas. He's a, he's, Kansas. Kansas. Okay. He played Kansas. Well, how the size though? I mean, how could they, even though he might have been credited for a strip sack or a strip fumble in, the, in this past preseason game? But what's your thoughts on him, Harge? Well, they try to use the speed, you know, like anything else. If you can get around and get to the quarterback, and they're trying to develop him to be that type of guy. The problem is this, and and to your point. That is what I think is going to happen. I think they're trying to see how fast he can get around that edge because think about it. The Cowboys don't have a lot of sacks, bro. They don't mm-hmm. ever – they have not been getting – ever since uh, Tank Lawrence got his bag, things have been a little short. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Randy Grant, stay off the weed, yeah, oh, man. Oh, you know Steven, what I'm saying? Yeah. Randy Grant. Uh, but if they can get – somebody to put pressure on the quarterback because that's the way you're going to get turnovers. That's the way you're going to get interceptions. Make that guy make a quick decision. I don't know how long he's going to be on the program, though. I mean, that's a great story, but I don't think he's going to be on the program that long. To make the The cut. The biggest thing, right, right. I don't think he's going to make the cut, but here's the other thing. So you were saying that's what stood out a little bit to you. Mm -hmm. One of the things that stands out to me, and I'm having second thoughts about this because I was all on board in the very beginning. Okay. The the, the redemption tour, right? Mike McCarthy is uninspiring at at, at every step of the way. Hmm. I I am not feeling Mike McCarthy, man. Hmm. And I was all on board in the very beginning. I thought he was going to be someone that – Mr. Vanilla, Jason Garrett. I'm I'm almost to the point where I'm like, bring me Mr. Vanilla, Jason wow. Garrett, because this guy right here, he ain't even vanilla. He's bland. There ain't no flavor to him. Yeah, they they put the camera on him a couple times in halftime speech, talking to preseason after the fact, and it's just kind of you know, um, I I kind of I'm running through a wall. He's not you're not running through a wall for him. But you know what? It it that's a great observation um, by you, Harge, about him because I, you know, there's been some rumblings about that. But this is the thing, which I don't think all Cowboy Nation was on board with him. But it falls back to where, you know, this is the t- better though. I'm not gonna. I don't want to disrespect him that bad because he's a Super Bowl winning coach. Aaron's one and four since he left. Something like that NFC Championship game. Lost three of them since he's gone. But Mike McCarthy is a newer, better version. If you feel that way, then there's a possibility that Mike McCarthy is a new, better version of the Dave Campo. And and to me, when I say Dave Campo, and this is no, I'm not saying he's not a better coach than Dave Campo, but when I'm looking at the gas face, like this is a situation where Jerry has those guys to sit there and say, "Hey, man, I'm gonna invite you over to the place you're gonna sleep over." Because I don't That's know what the hell they sleep over. Yeah, dog. like exactly, like sleep over. I'm gonna tell you, this is how we do it. This is what we do. This is how we do it. And you gotta think, Mike McCarthy. Thought he was going to get the Jets job. He didn't get it. 
Then he thought, and then there was one other one that he thought, because he took a year off, his phone wasn't really ringing, man. I mean, because you got to think, and that's why I have a big problem the way Aaron Rodgers did Mike McCarthy, even though I'm not a big Mike McCarthy fan, because a voice like Aaron that's constantly putting out there, well, you know, the plays came too predictable. He didn't want to change it up. He doesn't do that. GMs around the league, and we've got some new young flex GMs coming up, getting these positions out of 32. They hear that. And a guy like Aaron is going to carry some weight. And I think that hurt Mike a little bit. So my point to bring it full circle, whatever terms Jerry put it on there, how we want to do things or whatever, Mike was probably going to take it to get that gig, you know? Um, but well, when do you change, though? When do, when, do you, when do you go back to, okay, people are already on my head already from last year. And unfortunately, Dak got hurt. There were some injuries in the COVID year. But after a while, man, your your legacy is right now because of Aaron Rodgers. That's what people see. Yeah. People are like, Aaron got you that. Yeah. And, you know, you brought up the, the numbers. The numbers don't lie. One and uh -huh. four since McCarthy left. Uh -huh. If Aaron runs that ball in against Tampa Bay, they're going to the Super Bowl yeah. instead of trying to throw a touchdown pass for some reason. Uh -huh. He didn't want that smoke. He saw uh -huh. one of them linebackers. He didn't want that smoke. <laughs> but, at the, but at the end of it all, when your legacy is on the line, because this this isn't New York Jets. I know those fans and those, but they're they they weren't expected to do nothing. Right. They haven't been for a while. You are coaching, quote unquote, and I know there are some people out there that are saying well, they are not America's team. That's the moniker that they roll with. Right. And I'm a Cowboys fan. So when I look at this and what the expectations do not match. And then you are sitting here telling me and you're you're non-motivational like you're you don't even know when Dak was what Dak was doing the other day at practice. Like, hmm. why is Dak not doing anything? What, what do you mean? His shoulders jacked up because he threw over 500 passes in the first week. Hmm. What is wrong with you? How do you not put him on a pitch count? Hmm. How are you not paying attention to your most valuable asset that you have that to your point just got the bag? And now all of a sudden we're he's getting double MRIs and we're still trying to figure out what's wrong with his leg and you're not monitoring this guy enough. And then Zeke, who knows? Oh, I don't think Zeke needs to run the ball. Zeke had a fumbling problem. What do you mean he don't need to run the ball? He's got to go get contact too. Yeah, yeah. I look, man. I you know you're putting all this out there. I kind of agree with it. I mean. I'm because of the division and because of Dak's health being back, hopefully he can stay healthy. I'm high on the Cowboys a little bit this year in regards to the division. And I can't, I think the defense and, and I really do feel um, Dan Quinn through two preseason games. And we're talking about second and third stringers. And I'll keep telling people that's your depth. And that's still the culture, man. So you can sleep on preseason if you want to. I know it doesn't count for the W's and L's, but even in the first two games, I can see the difference with Dan Quinn on the effort that his guys give going to the ball, and, and it's there. Now, how that translates once we get into ones in the regular season, I don't know. So with you feeling that way, I guess the question really is, is like, damn. I mean, we we know the firing pitch force is out forever for Jason Garrett, but I have to ask myself, because there's other people probably feeling like you, like, is this a crucial, like, how many? what year are we going to get into the crucial year with, with you know, Mike McCarthy say, hey, look, man, 
you know, and, and Jerry just looks like he's just understand. He's a guy that is acting and he's emotional after everything. He's acting like a guy that knows he doesn't have that much time left. And you wonder if he would be patient with Mike McCarthy like he was with Jason Garrett. I don't know. But when we get back, we'll get to John's phone call. Joey, you listen to the sports crime. We're broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, Jonas Clark producing Sam Spin the One and Twos. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Scott Spoke Shop. Um, all right, Hard, do you have a point that you want to get? I know we were coming up against a break about the whole Mike yeah. McCarthy in time frame and Garrett stuff. What were, what do you want yeah, to add? I, I just I just really wanted to say that the, at the end of the day, the Cowboys are in that window of what you talked about because you sit there and you look at this team and, and you've been following them, you see it. There's a lot of talent that is not being used properly or they're not finishing games and whatever it may be. And if Mike McCarthy is not the guy, you just paid Dak a bag. You got Demarcus Lawrence. You just paid Zeke Elliott got paid. Everybody, Amari uh, Cooper got paid and you're not winning games and you're not even advancing to the, to the second, third, fourth round of the playoffs. That's a problem. And then to your point, Jerry does see this as, Damn, I can't be that patient, bro. I got to win. I ain't got much time on this earth. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, so. I feel you. I mean, it's, and you know Dallas, and that's why I feel that Mike McCarthy, the day he got hired, I was like, I hope he knows this ain't Wisconsin, man. I mean, the media, I mean, coaching Dallas, I mean, you get, like you said, this payroll coming off of Dak's contract and with this schedule and the division, anything goes awry or you can't finish those games or you don't get those W's and you look it up, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, the bearded one, is sitting up the top of the NFC East. That ain't gonna sit well. So there, this pressure might come to Mike McCarthy sooner than what I ever expected. But let's go to the phones here real quick. Let's go to Joey. Joey, you on the Sports Crown here on Ticket Seven Sixty. What's up, Joey? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, man? Hey, my whole my whole deal today is about the the series itself, the Hard Knocks. I think that it already jumped the shark. For those old school people, know what that means. Um, I mean, how many times can you show the rookie singing their alma mater or an assistant coach dropping F-bombs or a guy talking about getting snipped? You know, my wife, I got my wife finally to see, sit down and watch the Hard Knocks deal. And the, the only thing she came away uh, out of the first episode was, what a waste of a beautiful cake. You know, it's like ridiculous, <laughs> man. You know, we, it's the same story with us. Can anybody remember who did Hard Knocks last year? I don't. And the reason why the Cowboys are on this year is probably because we're the, we're the uh, most valued uh, franchise, you know, in all the sports. And I think the other teams refuse to do it. You know, the same story with us is not going to change whether hard knocks is there or soft knocks, as it's been called. You know, we still a uh, high-powered offense, a low-energy, low-powered defense. And we got a, we got a coach who, like you said, it's, he, don't, he, he, he needs salt. You know what I mean? He's paprika. You know, he needs something to spice it up. And he's not getting it done. You know, it's, it's, it's been done. I hope they, they soon, soon they'll cancel the series and no other team has to go through this nonsense. All right, Joey. Thank you. I want to throw the cake. Yeah. Yeah. Last year it was this, the Rams and the it was yeah. the Rams and the Chargers. Yeah, look, 
I I see some what Joey's talking about. The, I, I I've told you this when we started. I, the hard not, I can't remember the last one that I had to say. Hey, I got to set the DVR. I got to watch it. I I think the rumor. I mean, the it's been an aura around this that over the last few years there hasn't been teams rushing to do it as when it first kind of unfolded. Um, Dallas. I mean, this is their third time on it. Um, I, you know, I won't say that there's no teams that wanted to do it. I'm pretty sure Dallas beat out a few teams that wanted the exposure. Um, you know, the Raiders did it a couple years ago, uh, with Gruden. He's a character, but I mean, keep in mind, it's TV. It's supposed to be entertainment. They're going to splice what they want to splice and basically put out what they want to put out on that. Um, but at the end of the day, it really just comes down to where, the expectations for this team, I think, should be there if it's healthy, especially with Dak um, and with the payroll, as Harge alluded to. And the division is there. And I, I just feel that if 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 you all are feeling this way about McCarthy and his energy, and that means it's on radars for other people, I would just say that the seat, I won't put him on the hot seat this year, but I think the warm, lukewarm. And it always depends with Jerry, too. And this is another thing, the reason why I thought he rode with Garrett more than besides the personal relationship and he telling everybody that he was the next Bill Walsh eight, ten years ago. Yeah. Anyway, is the fact that um it's who's available. Like so if 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 there's somebody that comes about that Jerry feels that's available, and let's say McCarthy fell, falls in their ass, because I think anything less, we did the over they made the for people that didn't tune in yesterday, they made the over under. At nine yesterday, we all took the over. I really think anything less than 10 wins for Dallas this year because of the the division is going to be kind of like, and I don't know if with 17 games now, I don't know if less than 10 gets you in, you know, per right. se necessarily. So it's they definitely got to take a step forward. Like last year was a lot of Dak. I think I think they I think they finished eight and eight last year with Dak. Because he's going to win some of those games. It's not as bad. I still think the defense would be horrible, but you would have saw what you saw a lot with that Atlanta game, the first couple games, the Seattle game. It would have been a lot of back and forth, you know, and I think they would have probably still finished 8-8. Eight and eight. So they've got to take that step forward considering health and everybody's going to be healthy. 736-976, you listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. Black political power is changing the direction of this country because we're a voice of change and our votes have real power. We have the chance to make a difference again here in Virginia. We must elect leaders who will fight for better jobs, better schools, affordable health care, who will care about keeping us safe from crime and systemic racism and support our families' needs to recover from the pandemic. Let's take action together. Vote early until October 30th or vote on Election Day, November 2nd. Paid for by the NAACP. 